0: all right here we go hello and welcome to uh this episode of unlocking human potential today my guest is mess quist mess wh- where, are you, where are you from I, uh, is it denmark or i i know you're in a yep you're denmark okay got it got it got it cool so um uh i met uh quest uh, recently up in portland at uh a business summit and this business summit is um I just I just loved it. I was really uh I really got a lot out of it. You were one of the uh the panels and the moderators and the host and uh I, I went up and asked you a question and uh, I don't know that I remember the answer, but I was just really touched by uh the generosity of your spirit and and your perspective and really a, a good feeling I left with with that all. And uh, as you and I were talking um just before uh the show here, uh I, I was saying that you know, part of my goal is really as a business owner professional is is uh, uh, being inspired and then staying engaged with that inspiration. And uh, I found myself reflecting on the business summit and uh, all of a sudden you popped into my head and I said, oh, I, I really want to get mess on, on on a podcast and, and uh, have him share his wisdom. And um, this podcast is a state of mind, uh, the hidden variable behind high performance. And I think you're the perfect guy for that. And um, I was hoping maybe you could just start out right out of the gates and tell people, uh, you know, professionals, business owners, uh, and that, uh, why they should even listen to what you and I are talking about. Because it it really seems to fly in the face of everything that a lot of professionals are, are, are taught in terms of goal setting and accountability and um, at least in my mind. And so we're, we're coming at something really in in a a very different way. Um, so maybe you could, you could, uh, share with us, like, why should anybody, uh, listen to, to you or I, and what is this thing we're talking about state of mind and, and, and in your mind, what do you, what are you seeing in terms of the value and importance and why should anybody even listen to us?
1: Yeah. Yeah, why should they? Yeah. Well, thank, you. thank you for the invitation. I mean, I I felt the spur of that uh, inclination. Hey, could could you just come on the show? And of course, I mean, I I I too love that energy of just making it simple, and follow that inspiration in the moment. And and I also think that that's kind of why people should listen in. I mean, for some reason, people have pressed play on this episode, right? So they so they've seen the headline. They have seen that the hidden variable. Uh, behind that high performance and if that's what's drawn you here you kind of seek this high performance like you get attached to and, and interested in this in conversation and many of those people that i train in organization which is my specialty in in leveraging both leadership and workforce engagement people think that there are things to learn and and processes to implement and and, and kpis to measure in order to leverage this high performance. And I think the reason why people should listen in on this episode and the rest of your episodes as well is that it's what's going on on the inside of us. It's not what we know, it's not what we learn, it's not the strategies that we apply, it's understanding that our very human design is for high performance and that's why the title, The Hidden Variable is, is where it all lays. It's, it's, it's hidden in plain sight. I mean, um, I love when, whenever I talk to kids about how the mind works, they look at me with a smile and saying, yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. But, but when you talk with adults, it's like, oh, so you're saying that there is a thought feeling connection, or you're saying that my mind can get cluttered up. Like adults try so hard to understand how to live a fulfilling, happy life with high performance. Like it, it becomes such a struggle to get there. And in, and in all reality, it's, it's really, really simple, and it's easy, and then we make it difficult. So if people really want high performance and is drawn to that conversation, and they want to see how simple it is, well, this is the right show. Perfect,
0: perfect. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, maybe you could uh, de- define state of mind, like this thing that's hidden. What, what are we talking about here? What, what is state of mind, and, and how are you seeing state of mind, uh, uh, Matt?
1: It's interesting because the very fact that we talk about a state of mind and and this hidden variable, people will listen for a, a concept, like, oh, okay, so what is it that I need to understand in order to be successful? And there is a big risk of of, of getting off track already there because it's it's kind of like we make everything into a thing.
0: Yeah.
1: So what we try to get people to get a glimpse of is that. Our very human design is that, that we think, and we feel our thinking, and, and that is creating our behavior. Mm. And then we try to correct that. We try to fix that. We try to feel the right stuff. So we try to make up, what should I do in order to feel great? See, in my mind, we try to get people an understanding of the system behind our experience of life. We try to give people a glimpse of of that natural being that they are. They are designed for happiness. They're designed for fulfillment. They're designed for high performance. That's all innately. It, it's 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 in us. And and all of those listening, if if they have kids around them, either their own or or around them, they will see that. Kids is always just living without thinking around it in, in life. They just they go with creativity, they go with their feeling, and, and they always come back to a nice feeling. The reason why so many businesses is hiring us, both you and I, to help them understand this mind is because the mind is so seducing, right? I mean, when you and I, we get frustrated, it's so seducing that, oh, I get frustrated because people do something to me i don 't see my own thinking in it, and that 's what we try to point out. We try to point out that the state of mind the, the, the quality of how our mind works that 's what 's creating our experience, so we don 't is fearful about our experience and, and, and I know that most people they kind of know the difference between those that quiet confidence, that effortless performance um, if, if they play uh, sports in, in high school or in college or now as an adult they would see that sometimes they they compete they perform effortlessly and other times they really struggle and it's not getting wiser that's going to help them it's getting out of their own head yeah and and that's what i think we're up to that's the, the thing around state of mind is understanding those that system going on in us mm. and and then in in my humble opinion after you and i we train them to understand how state of mind works we try actually to get them to forget it because if it becomes <laughs> a thing, it yeah. actually becomes more difficult. Yeah. But yeah. Just for, for this show, let's say that, that we state of mind is creating an awareness of how our mind is working and seeing that it just becomes so much easier to find that natural high performance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. There's a couple of things that, that come up. And like you said, children are uh, so easily are able to see it. And then, uh, you know, you work with professionals or maybe even somebody listening. They're not even sure why they're listening yet, but there's a something that drew them here They say, well, what are these guys talking about state of mind? Maybe I'm on the wrong podcast. I, I just need more accountability. I need to roll up my sleeves, work harder. It's like uh, that type of thing. Like, like I think it, it's really funny. Like kids can see it so easily, but the more educated a person is, uh, uh, i 've seen them really wrestle with it i 'm curious that was part of the reason I wanted to talk with you is like what's what 's been your experience of of sharing this with with adults and, and educated people and uh, i 'd love to hear uh, that in contrast to sharing it with a child <laughs> you know the innocence of a child and and what wonderful sponges they are. I-, I think that would really help both me and somebody new and fresh into the conversation because uh, you know, I know when I first came to this understanding, it's like, well, yeah, that made perfect sense to me. Mm. Uh, but I also kind of, in, on the other side, uh, these guys must have drank some Kool-Aid somewhere along the way. It seems way too simple. What are they talking about? Mm. So um, I, I'm really curious, like your experience, having been in this work and this understanding and sharing it with organizations and leaders and, and professionals, like, uh, what what are you noticing? Mm.
1: Well, first off, I'm going to share how I noticed it because I'm <laughs> learning in that, and then I'll share how I see it in in, in organizations. So, I've been doing uh, consulting, coaching, and management consulting for plus 15 years. Um, and six years ago, I was kind of looking for the silver bullet. Like, I've always been a seeker. Like, how can I make it more simple and more effective when I work with clients and and performance and I came across the state of mind understanding like how we create our experience of life from the inside out. and I went to this retreat. it was a four day retreat and uh, it was in southern Italy, a beautiful setting, um, a, a very a very loving group of people. I think we were six people. it was a small team it was a small th- retreat and uh and i was it was this uh, well-renowned uh figure within this area his his name is michael neal and um Mm -hmm. and i was sitting there and and for the first two days i was literally feeling robbed of my money (laughs) so because i was sitting there and 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 I loved the crowd. I mean, the conversation was amazing. I, I, we were hanging out and we were having conversations about life. We're having conversations around uh, fulfillment. We're having conversations about how effortless that life can be. And and I wasn't disagreeing with anything, mm-hmm. but I wasn't hearing anything new. I was like, why do I pay a a load of money to sit? with six nice people and and talk with this guy that is world-renowned and a best-selling author, and he's just hanging out in his uh, old, washed-out jeans, and like, I was so frustrated that I didn't get it. And I remember uh, after the first two days, I called my wife saying, this is an absolute waste of money. Like, I don't get it. It's just like a bunch of hippie conversations i want I want the juice I mean I, I want to understand how we improve performance i want to I want to elevate leadership. I want to make sure that we have an impact in the world. I want to increase my influence and my wife pointed out the fact that I was at one of the beautiful uh, most beautiful places in the world. I was away without kids and wife uh, I could sleep in uh, my food was served every every day uh i was with a with a group of people that i i enjoyed uh, and i was with a facilitator that i admire so in my wife's mind we're like what's not to like about that and i was like no no but you're missing the point i mean i spend all this money and i don't get anything out of it and again my wife is very clever and she said well aren't you getting all that that you just mentioned like you get all these things like oh okay well and and i remember the end of that conversation why don't you just lean back and enjoy. And that would be a recommendation for people that are listening in our show. Don't try to get what we're talking about. Just lean back. I mean, we're just two guys having a chat. Yeah. But if people don't try to get what we talk about, about state of mind and high performance, and just listening, saying, hey, what are these guys talking about? Don't don't notice the have they been drinking up the Kool-Aid. Just notice a conversation around, hey, could it be so simple? Mm-hmm. Because what happened uh, on the third day after my wife said, hey, just let it go. Just hang out. I can say up until this day, and I, I hold several degrees in psychology. I've, I've been CEO of, of a venture company. I've, like, I've tried like a thousand things. I've always taken on challenges. That third day is the day of my life that I've learned most about me, about the human experience, about human potential, and about how to elevate my game in life and my fulfillment in my private life, that single day is to this day still the day that I've seen the most about what's important in life. And when I look back, my ego, let go. My intellectual search, let go. My trying to figuring out, let go. My, I gotta come up with it. I have to convert what I hear into a strategy so I can apply it, let go. And all of a sudden, it was just me hanging out noticing that oh this is how life unfolds oh this is why i get in my own way of performance oh this is why some of my efforts results in nothing and some of my just following inspiration as you did give amazing results this is how it's all it's like you know the move the matrix oh this is the matrix like i got out of the matrix and saw how it all is connected mm-hmm. and that's kind of that's, I was deeply impacted by that experience, and I think that, that the level of impact it had on me has given me the confidence when I work with, with leaders like 10, 20, 30 years older than me, uh, CEOs of 100,000 employees companies, when I have conversation with them, that quiet confidence that I have is from that experience seeing that, oh, when I dare to let go of me, and all that I think that I know and all that I think that I should strategize and life just blossomed like right in front of me, that that experience is what I'm standing on when I'm sharing this with the world. Mm. And then to your question is that, what do I notice when I try to share this? Well, I notice the same struggle that I have, I had, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I notice that when I work with a a really experienced uh, doctor in a hospital, or a very experienced engineer in an aerospace company, or a mathematician working in an insurance company. Like, those people that are so used to making sense of the world out of the intellect, out of, of cracking the codes, out of taking um, information and knowledge and, and and crush that into strategies that makes that saves lives, or put a man on the moon, or, making a great insurance that you make money off if all that they've been using their whole life as their power tool is understanding and converting into strategies and now you say there is an easier way like let go of all that you've trusted your whole life to your performance it's kind of like saying to a salesperson that all the sales trainings that you've been doing all the tactics that you think is helping you no, no, you're successful despite the fact that you apply all these tactics. You're successful despite that you think that you should do something particularly to be successful. But if you let go of all of that, you enhance your performance, you enhance your impact. And and because of my own experience, I have a huge respect of people's skepticism. Uh, they're, uh, you're making it sound so easy, so simple. Uh, do you have any facts to prove this? And and what I've come to see is that the more I see, it's human and totally understandable to make this something that is is a little fluffy or a little um, uh, a little high conversation. When I see that as, of course, it seems that way. People yeah. kind of let down their guards and they listen differently, and that's kind of like saying to people, "Hey, listening on our conversation, just as two fellows having a chat." Yeah. But also when I work with people and when people try to apply this, seeing the, the simpleness of this and seeing that simple can still be difficult. Like the, the human design is very simple mm. and, and we can make it very difficult. And in that tango, when, when we see that we make it difficult, it's, hey, let go of what you think you should do now. And you will automatically gravitate back to that clarity and seeing hey, it must be easier. And that's, that's kind of what we're up to here.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I, I love how you, uh, how you came about responding to that and really kind of owning and, and feeling in and sharing your experience of, of, of seeing this. And, you know, I guess what really struck me is, is, your, is your, uh, your own journey and your compassion and your kindness towards others who, because the very fact that we're pointing to something hidden we're pointing to something invisible uh, yet every human being has the ability to recognize that which is hidden and that which is invisible if they're just willing to look in that direction. And, um, and that's like, well, could it be, is, is it that simple? You know? And, and so I, I really love that. And I really thank you for that, that answer, that response. Um, you know, the other thing that occurred to me as, as you were sharing is, I was wondering, like, what did high performance look like you before this understanding, mm-hmm. and and what does high performance look like to you now? So, so like before you go into that, before you know, it used to look like to me, it looked like having to be on for high performance. It looked like uh, massive action, like like just a, an idiot. It didn't matter whether, whether you enjoyed it or whatever it is. It's like you just had to be in massive action, you know. Somehow that was the, uh, the driver to high performance. Or you just had to have a, a really lofty goal that scared the crap out of you and put a lot of pressure under you, and that's what did high performance. Uh, you had to have a buddy, you know, to hold you accountable and to really challenge you on your commitment and how much spine you have and all that stuff so that's how it looked like before for me and now it just looks entirely different like almost the complete opposite of all that so uh, but I'm, I'm curious how how uh, you uh, s- saw high performance both in your own life and, and working with clients and organizations uh, before this understanding and then how that's changed for you
1: well I'm smiling because I it's so much the same. I mean <laughs> not to out anyone, right? But but I remember uh, early 20s where my favorite thing listening while running was Tony Robbins screaming about massive action. Like you got to get in there and you got to like be effective and you got to go big or go home and uh, I mean I've I've listened to it. I've been doing it, I've been preaching it too. Um, I remember I had a sticker saying, no guts, no glory. That's kind of my like <laughs> a couple of years. Yeah. And, and, and it's, so there's nothing wrong with that per se, but, but what I've noticed is that if that were the thing, right? I mean, I always go for like, Hey, let's, let's be inquisitive. Like, let's be curious. So if that were the thing, why does, when, when people get lighted up, like they got really empowered around this. Why is it such a hard effort to stay engaged at that level? Like if that's meant to be, if that's how we should perform, if, if that is our high performance, Mm. why is it so draining? And, and why do people have to go back to those events or go back to their coach or go back to the drawing board and putting up stickers and all things saying like, Oh, I need to remember this. So if it's, If that's how we're supposed to to operate why is it difficult why is it an effort that that was one of my cues yeah
0: yeah that's great
1: and one of the things that actually that actually made me look in this direction was that my most successful program what I sold the most made the most money off um, uh, previously was a coaching program called success in hundred days right so what I did was I took in leaders and business owners I, uh, the first session was figuring out, so what, is, what does success look like for you? Not like, this would be nice, no, 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 success. Like, if you're like, in the next 100 days, this would be insanely successful in 100 days, what would that be? And I, and I people shared their inner dreams of what is possible. I was pushing it, saying, oh, okay, but if you could do 50, you could also do 100, like really just pushing them. And then, for 100 days, or for 99 days, I would motivate them, I would whip them, I would uh, crush them, I, I, I would do anything. And then was, when they were successful in 100 days, my ego would be so fulfilled because I didn't see their effort, I saw that hey, Without me, they would be nothing because I was calling them on a daily basis. I was giving them strategies. I would send them audios. I would send them videos. I would send them, I had these small sheets of tactics they could do if it was sales, if it was leadership, innovation. And I studied uh, neuroleadership. I, I I was giving them all the tips to be successful. And and I remember when I looked in this direction because one day it struck me that after those 100 days, people needed a break from me, right? And some people never came back. And, and today, I totally understand. And I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> um, and some people, they returned after six, nine months, a year, and saying, hey, I need to do this again. And I remember that afternoon where I was like, what is it about that? Like I, I, I pushed them up and they fall back down, I push them up. Like, that, that's not efficient. Like, what is that? And that's how it looked to me. Like, that was kind of like the high performance. We put in an effort. You see uh, mental conditioning coaches that was like trying to build people up. Like, when you ask me, so what about today? Well, taking me as a business owner, I, I run my own consulting company. I, I do these transformational programs in, in uh, big companies all over Northern Europe. And today, high performance is when it's obvious, when it's clear, when it's inspirational, when it's, oh, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go that way. Oh, I'm going to reach out to that client. Oh, I'm hesitant to go with that client. Well, then I wait. So it's, it's becoming peaceful. And it's more of like I don't get the bus out of being all enthusiastic and, and, and empowered, I get the bus out of just noticing how things unfold without me pushing it. Like how um, today I, I had a meeting with the, a high profile lawyer firm uh, uh, here in Denmark. Like I don't think that you can get any higher within business law in Denmark. And they have never been on my list i i i wasn't targeting them in in the in like five years seven years ago i might have said oh the, that company i would love work with that company but what i've been doing for the last five years here is that having an orientation saying that in everything that i do i bring the best that i can in that situation i don't i don't Overcompensate. I don't make stuff up, but I'm bringing all the best that I can. And I see that I, the most important thing that I am doing is I'm, I'm staying out of noise. I don't go into to all that noise around performance and goal setting and go big or go home. But what I'm seeing is that I crush all my big goals, but but they but they appear like they appear as you mentioned. They appear as inspiration. They appear of something that I could do. I go towards it, and and if it somehow gets uh, noisy, it's getting too much of a hassle and a struggle. I ease up. I don't let go. It's not that I'm saying, oh, uh, I'm afraid of hard work, but I'm just noticing that if it is hard work, there is something I'm not seeing, and I'm navigating back to that that piece and that oh, let's let's regroup, let's find a different way. And when when I when I see this same understanding with my clients, whether that's uh, Special forces in the police whether it's uh, ER doctors when it's um, uh, High school teachers when it's salespeople, when it's executives. It's the same thing It's the same thing oriented. Oh, this is this is noisy. I go back and Just give you one more example because it's I mean you and I we have business clients, right? You shared you have uh, business owners and you have uh, high potentials and you have these key employees and if you do sales, if you do marketing, if you do business operations, and you and I say, well, if it's too much of a hassle and a struggle, just take a step back, just get perspective, regroup, and, and re-enter. See, when you talk to a doctor in an ER about that, uh, it looks a bit different. I mean, if you or I was on the table, we would rather not that the doctor took a step back, saying, hey, I don't know what to do, so I'll just like wait for something new to occur but it's actually what they do. It just only takes seconds for them, but they get caught up and they're like, oh, what do we do? And, and I heard one of these doctors that I trained, he put his own words to it and he said, you know what? In my, in my experience, we have, we have medical science and we have medical art. Medical science is giving me permission to enter the ER room, but medical art is what's saving lives. And in his language, medical art was opening up to intuition, opening up to what's created in the moment, opening up, being willing to let go of intellect, be willing to letting go of all that I make up, be willing to let go of fear of failing, all that. And it just points to the fact that the more life is on the line or the situation is is in any way really sharp. It's kind of like our nature. Like if if you and I were put in a really difficult situation, notice how personal thinking around the neighbor or the the bank account or the car is fading away and we're so present in what's calling for our attention. Well, seeing that as as part of the design around high performance, you notice that, oh, but from my thinking and noise that I make up, I have high performance all the time. And that's why we people to see, not understand, but see that high performance is available at all times and we clutter it up with, we think we need to come up with a strategy or we think we should have an opinion about the client or we think that we should have an opinion about uh, this process and we don't.
0: Yeah, wow, you said a lot there. We 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 could probably spend hours unpacking all that. It was really, really wonderful. I, I think some of, the, some of the highlights that I got out of that was that, uh, before this understanding, um, high performance was really loud and had a lot of ego to it. I, I would call it like uh, a big diesel truck that seemed really, really powerful. And you get in behind it and you would felt really powerful and really performance because it was so loud and it's so big. And it's like that's how performance uh, felt like before this understanding. And now high performance is getting into a Tesla you can't even hear the thing. I mean, it just, it, it, it accelerates off the line and it doesn't seem like you're doing anything. You don't hear anything. It doesn't really fuel your ego. It's, it's just quiet. Mm-hmm. And so that, uh, that's kind of what, what, what I was hearing as you were talking about that in terms of like a metaphor distinction, like the old school performance is really loud and gives you a sense that you're a, uh, you know, everybody can see you and hear you. You know, like with with a Tesla, uh, people can't even hear you coming. You know, and yet it's super, super powerful, almost dangerous in some in some cases because you, you can't even hear them coming. And then the other thing I I, I really liked what you were talking about is um, a similar discovery or inquiry I had about this. Um, uh, these different types of teaching in terms of people uh, uh, wanting to, to help people and support people and, as we would say, innocently helping people with the best understanding that they have on, on the table. But what, what I started to see is, like, most people have caught on to state of mind, has something to do with human performance, uh, human potential, and all of that, uh, except they're just coming at it very different places so uh uh you could say one camp is coming at it from the outside in you know before they can go on stage they've got to jump on a trampoline okay because they see they're onto the fact that state of mind or state of being or their state has something to do with performance but they're going about it from an from an outside in way and uh and then there's all these rituals and a lot of work because state of mind is a big deal so they also understand that if you, if you get people to move up and down and to high-five and give people a lot of hugs, that that changes people's state of mind. It alters their state. But it's, an, it's a very innocent. It's all outside in. But they're onto to the fact that state of mind is a good thing, and the higher a person's state of mind, the better, the better experience they're having and the more opportunities they see in all this. But where we're coming from, in this understanding, we're actually coming from it like the Tesla. We're mm-hmm. giving people to a te- uh, the, the keys to a Tesla, mm-hmm. and we're saying, oh no there's this there's another way of going about it that gets your state of mind up, but it's way quieter. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything, you don't have to jump on a trampoline, you don't have to do all these morning rituals unless you wanted to mm-hmm. so uh, uh that's what I got out of uh what what you were talking about it really it was really beautiful, and I think there's a lot of unpacking uh there, so I was really.
1: I like the idea that you you, uh, use the diesel truck and the the Tesla metaphor because one of the things I was smiling about as you shared was that, well, I don't know in the US, but at least here in Europe, right? it's kind of like, oh, okay, so you drive a Tesla because you're uh, for the environment and then people start arguing whether it's actually for the environment because it's really uh, taking a toll on the environment to build a Tesla and all the batteries and all that. And then there's, there's, so there's a lot of motives that people kind of point out and mock you and saying, why are you driving that Tesla? And it's kind of the same thing that I experienced when going into organizations and talk about how the mind works and that the, the quiet confidence and the natural high performance because many people would like to mock it somehow saying, yeah, okay, you're so enlightened and, oh, is it that, isn't that different? and. And I noticed that all those sarcastic uh, commentary is, is out of insecurity because they, they see that people show up differently. And, um, and that's kind of actually what's driving my career is that I love talking about the ripple effect of leadership. Because what I notice when people tap into this ordinary greatness, this high performance, this understanding of how life unfolds, it changes how they look in their eyes. It changes how they look upon their employees, on their customers, um, the shift. And, and to other people, it can seem a little enlightened or inspired in a new way, but as you mentioned, it's, it's hey, wouldn't it be cool if it could be so easy? And, and that's kind of why, we're, why, we, why I'm in this conversation at least, is that showing people it's that simple. It's not to be smart. It's not to think that I'm better. It's not the new strategy. This is actually just how we're designed. So we just go back to that innate nature. And that's why I brought up that comparison with kids is that I see that joyful, meaningful, caring, compassionate, creative, courageous energy that they bring. And then I see a thousand attempts from adults to, to shut down that energy to shut down that intelligence that that kids should make a plan they should stick to the script they should put in an effort they should like all these things that we teach our kids and I'm, and I'm I'm guilty as well I, I can see that I'm I'm putting on strategies on my kids that is just because they make sense to me but it's still just an outside in strategy that makes sense to their dad instead of they own up to their own voice and seeing that potential so that's kind of my quest is that trusting that in my kids um and 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 the same goes for those leaders that i train that noticing that so that's my smile with the tesla is that yeah some people love the tesla and some people love to make fun of the tesla but but in the end it's it's a cool way of operating silently effortlessly with still with immense power but but way different
0: Mm -hmm, mm got it got it got it well this is really great. This is really great. I, I guess what's coming up right now and, and maybe helping the listeners maybe sink in, if we could come up with some distinctions, like what would be a, a, a low performance state of mind versus a high performance state of mind, um, if that even makes uh, sense to, uh, for you to, to respond to? But uh, I, I'm really curious, like what, what are states of minds that people normally get themselves into, that don't bode well when it comes to performance or high performance, and then in, in your mind, what makes sense to in, in, in terms of a high performance mind and, and all that, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. The first
1: thing that occurs to me to share when you say a low state of mind in relation to performances. There, of course, there's, there's many places we could take this conversation, right? We, we could talk about um, being uh, controlling, being fearful, uh, being doubtful, being all these things. Mm-hmm. But I wanna take the conversation to a different place where people might not notice it as easily because we can take all these down spiral feelings and people are like, yeah, I get that slow uh, performance. But a thing that I'm noticing, and I'm very curious about and, and I love working with is the speed of life. like what speed do we operate on? Because it's actually interesting if you notice people with that natural high performance, they operate way slower. They, they operate on inspiration and they don't they don't make a lot of fuss about it. so it's not like they're shooting emails, they're making decisions, they are reaching out like. You can even tell in, in the speed of language you can tell it in the speed of, of gesticulation and that 's a place where you, you kind of you, you, you miss you miss the performance variable because you see people really engaged running around doing stuff they 're executing they 're shooting emails they 're doing meetings they 're doing decisions, and if you ask them when they come home to the family, they would say that oh. I had a thousand things today, and I accomplished it all, and they a little hectic, and I and need a little uh, glass of wine just to settle down. Well, in my experience, that's where we have a low state of mind trying to do high
0: performance. I love that. I love that. And, I love and, that.
1: and, and when people notice, I, I have many of my clients where I say to them, would you please slow down to the speed of excellence? Mm-hmm so that they notice that oh fast isn't getting that quick like on the contrary most times and i'm not saying i'm not i'm not saying uh, slow living i say that too but i'm not saying be slow have long meetings wait with decisions i'm saying noticing that sweet spot where it's natural where it's effortlessly where it's this makes sense and sometimes it has a, a great speed in it I mean I have some days where I can tell that I'm 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 actually working fast, but I'm not fast on the inside. I'm 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 at ease, but I, I work fast. Yeah. And I can tell sometimes that I'm not working particularly fast, but I'm speedy inside. And and that's that's a variable that, that you can notice that oh, okay, so speed in life and and, and mental speed, speed in thought isn't helpful in, in high performance. That would be one place of talking about it. Another place would be when we talk about the quality of ideas, because but because in, in a low state of mind, for many people, it looks like they have the best ideas, like this is my idea, am I sticking to it? Uh, I'm, and I'm fighting for my solution, I'm fighting for this, where if if you're willing to let go of your best idea, to, to hear out what's else on offer, what, what do the rest of the team sees? You can still go back to your best idea, but if you're so caught on to your own best idea that you're not willing to listen and, 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 and hold it lightly, that, that's another variable of, of, of a low state of mind where you're contracted and 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 controlling the process and the idea instead of saying, hey, what else? And and I find it very interesting to play in those areas of, Oh, it seems like I'm I'm performing and I'm, and I'm, and I'm doing well, but am I actually doing that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hope the listeners can really get that, really get the wisdom in what you're saying, because it, you could say it goes against corporate culture, against the world, you know, in, in many ways, uh, people are doing that even though they're not feeling good. And like you said, they have to have a glass of wine at the end of the day. Uh, that, that behavior is getting reinforced and he may be even promoted or whatever it is, but, um, the inner quality of life for that individual, you know, many of them are on the fast track to burnout, you know, because yeah. you, you, you know, there's only so much you can get done at the end of the day, only, only so much, uh. Um, you know even those thousand things and if you did those thousand today then there's a thousand and ten tomorrow and, and that type of thing so I, I love what you're saying and I hope people here are listening and and would even have the courage to mm-hmm. question question the the cultural paradigm mm-hmm. of being very very busy like busy is somehow equated to high performance because yeah. that's really not the case and as you were talking I'm I'm also, um, what, what occurred to me is that the principle of less is more, you know, as, as, as a function of high performance. Um, yeah. So that was really, really but,
1: nice. But you know the 80-20 rule, right? Like yeah. 80% of our results is coming from 20% of our effort. Mm-hmm. And that 80-20 rule is, is widely spread. And it makes sense. I mean, I've, I've shared it too. But the real question in my mind is... If you don't have clarity on what you're up to, like, what am I going for? How does success look like? Uh, How do I bring myself into that? How would you know which 20% to pursue in order to get 80% of your results? So from a clouded mind, from a contracted mind, from a low state of mind, it would be impossible to choose. And that's why people is running around doing 120% work, just to make sure that some of it works. Yeah, yeah where as you say less is more is that one of the benefits of slowing down and and using the full resources of your mind of your wisdom of your intuition is that it's you're guided you're guided to choose those tasks that gives you the results and and i love when you when we talked and and you reached out saying hey i'm going to reach out to mess and and the energy that you uh, was reaching out it's like hell yeah i'm going to do that uh, and 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 this time right now, I, I, I have piles to do with online programs and all that. But as you said, you felt inspired to reach out and I felt inspired to reply.
0: Mm.
1: And that's how it goes when, when, when that the intent that you come with. Yeah. Um, and, and I hope that the listeners, they would in their own lives seeing that, hey, if I give myself permission to slow down and pick my efforts uh, with more of interested and, and guidedness, and seeing the effect of that, they would be amazed. And that's that's that might be the shortest way to get a taste of natural high performance. That that effortlessness is picking the right things to do from from a quality calmness of mind.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, um, I'd like to maybe uh, uh, begin to wrap this up. And having people uh, that are listening to maybe hear beyond our words, beyond anything that we've talked about, like, and and hear that these guys are excited about something. I don't know what it is. Maybe they can articulate it or not. Uh, We're doing the best we can to kind of point to it, if you will. But that would really be the spirit. And and my goal is for the listener to go, huh, well, I'm not so sure what these guys are talking about, but they sure seem enthusiastic and happy and, and, and really feel compelled to share this with other people. And um, all I can say from a high performance point of view is is the fact that this understanding. I can only see high performance as I look back over the last year, mm. and I go, "Holy smokes! Did I ever accomplish more with less and had a heck of a lot more fun?" And I'm gonna guess if you and I compared notes, you'd probably say something really s- similar to that. And so. Um, I just want to encourage anybody who, who, who's listening, um, and, uh, feel feels uh, beyond our words that, uh, maybe they, uh, consider this urge them to consider this understanding and, uh, at least be curious to, to, to learn more. Now, uh, speaking about learning more mess, how could people uh, learn more about you and what you're up to and, uh, tell us uh, how they could uh, find you and connect you, with you.
1: Well, thank you for having me here. And, and I would love to connect with people. And I actually take uh, quite uh, pride in, in replying people if they have questions. So, so the easiest way to reach out to me would be via LinkedIn which I use a lot. So that would be uh, Mesquist as a profile and it's uh, QW, but, but I hope that you're going to spell my name, right? So they can just take it. I'll I'll
0: spell your name, right? It's M a D S. And then last name, Quist uh, Q W I S T. And I'll make sure that's uh, on the, uh, on the uh, description of the, the podcast here.
1: Yeah, that's great. And then one more thing, because I'm actually, and I know that, that people can listen in on this show whenever, but uh, as of New Year, um, f- going from 2018 to 2019, I'm actually coming out with a New Year's uh, gift for people where we do eight videos on ordinary greatness. Mm. And, uh, and if people want to listen more to this, I mean, I would love for people to, to check that out. It's going to be on, posted on the LinkedIn. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we talk about this same understanding, but within relationship, within health, within habits, within creativity and the struggles of life. So that would be a place where they can see me hosting that conversation that you and I just had oh, for eight great episodes. So that great. would be great. places to reach out.
0: Good, good. And now is there a link to that or is that... Uh, well, it's
1: going to be on the LinkedIn profile. They can out. also go okay. to maskfist.com. It's going to okay. be there. too.
0: Okay, and, great, yeah. great, great. So we'll, uh, we'll put the LinkedIn uh, profile to uh, point to your direction and they can find out more about you there. That sounds like that would work the best. Anyways, well... You know, Mass, thank you so much, uh, like you said, uh, carving out your day. You got a busy schedule. I really appreciate that. And, and I, I'd say this is just a testament to what we're, we're talking about, following that inspiration, staying engaged with that inspiration, and, and seeing where it, it takes us. But I, I'm really grateful and really appreciative uh, that you uh, uh, carved out some time for me and the listeners today. Thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Greg. Mm-hmm.